And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. Is this your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. Eagle Whistler. Staple will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360, it's Lisa Wolf's granduncle, Nero Wolf, starring Sidney Greenstreet from 1951. Then Jack Benny and all his gang are broadcasting from Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada on part one of the Jack Benny program from 1951. With me to help present these radio classics is my co-host, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? Hi, Carl. Thank you for that tribute to my granduncle. Yeah, we what's were, it like? You know? you know, we were very close. Yeah. He was my favorite. Yeah. So I Listening was to, to him, him on the radio. Great detective, that Nero Wolf. Now, yeah. when did you drop the E on your name? I, I don't know. Somewhere along the way, maybe Ellis Island. Could I have been. Tell yeah. Wow. Well, excellent. Very good, Lisa. We have an episode for you now of Nero Wolf. So, The uh, New Adventures of Nero Wolf starred Sidney Greenstreet as Rex Stout's gargantuan gourmet. And uh, the series first aired in 1950, but there was an earlier series of Nero Wolf. That starred Santos Ortega, and then later Louis Van Rooten. That started back in 1943. But really, the best Nero Wolf series starred Sidney Greenstreet. We have an episode for you now, going back to November 17, 1950, called "The Case of the Careless Cleaner." Here's Sidney Greenstreet in part one of the New Adventures of Nero Wolf. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we take you to the most famous brownstone house in New York City. The one located at number 601 West 35th Street. Oh, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Wolf. Would you be interested in taking on a case involving a woman who was found stabbed to death in one of New York's fancier men's clubs? Can't you see I'm already occupied, Archie? My Oncidium hybrid is ailing. But, sir, cash. C-A-S-H. Remember, you need it to live on? Well, you are actually learning to spell You'd better learn to count. We're broke. Thank you, Mr. Goodwin. Now, if you'll just go away and stop interfering. Oh, just a minute. Yes, sir? On your way out, switch on the fan. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's that one and only man of moves. The most famous detective in modern fiction. That corpulent, orchid-raising, beer-drinking gourmet who also happens to be a genius. Rex Stout's incomparable Nero Wolf. Starring Mr. Sidney Greenstreet. Tonight, Nero Wolfe's long-suffering assistant, Archie Goodwin, tells us of the case of the careless cleaner. We didn't know Clay Michelson very well at the time, though Mr. Wolfe had hung one of the Michelson's paintings on the library wall. But then I guess we should have considered ourselves lucky not to have known him or his wife, Fila. Two weeks ago, they had a quarrel. Oh, Oh, Clay, darling, I didn't expect you home so soon. I thought you were going to the museum to see the Van Goghs. I decided not to, Fila. Oh. Well, if you uh, 
plan to paint this afternoon, I'll get out of the studio. I want to run some errands anyway. Why don't you make your phone call from here, Fila? Phone call? Who is he, Fila? He? Who were you waiting for this afternoon? Please, Clay, don't start that jealousy routine again. Don't try to kid me. You're being stupid, Clay. I'm stupid, all right, but I'm getting wise pretty fast. I'm through, Fila. I've had enough. I'm leaving you. So stay out of my way and keep your boyfriend out of my way, too, whoever he is, or I'll kill him. Yes? What can I do for you? Uh, sleepy. I want to have a drink and go to bed. I'm sorry, sir. The Garrison Club's a private establishment. No rooms available to the public. You think I'm drunk? Oh, no, sir. Why, why do you suppose I came here? And I'm sure I wouldn't know, sir. I'll tell you why. I came here to see my old pal, Lou Saunders. That's why. You know Mr. Saunders. Do I know? Look, I paint him, Lou sells him. Mr. Saunders is, is your agent? I'm Clay Michelson. Just call Mr. Saunders. Clay, what in the world? Lou, tell this guy who I am. But I'm sorry, Mr. Saunders. It's all right, Mr. Martin. You see? Let's go have a drink. Yeah, yeah, sure, Clay. Yeah. You know what, Lou? I left Fila. Yep, I walked out on her. Is there something I can do, Mr. Saunders? Yeah, have someone fix a bed in the other room of my suite. Mr. Michelson will be staying with me. At least for tonight. Mr. Wolf? Yes, Jim. It's Friday. Good. Fish for dinner, then. Nope. I was not referring to dinner. You were not? I can think of nothing more interesting at the moment. Oh, I can. My salary. Of course, according to the Julian Canada. We're on the Gregorian, so let's stick to it. Today is Friday. Today I get paid. Archie, there's a drop. Oh, don't exaggerate. You can't be getting the cold shutters just because I'm asking for my money. I can distinctly feel fresh air flowing into the room. Well, it's possible I might have opened a window six inches. You're insane. Shut it at once. Nope. Are you trying to blackmail me? Hmm, you think it might work? Never. Then the window stays open. You're fired. I accept your offer. All you have to do is pay up. I've hired you again. Oh, Mr. Wolf, you've cleaned out the bank balance again? Well, that is... <laughs> but had you seen those Miltonians... Would I have voluntarily given up my paycheck for them? Orchids are very beautiful, Mr. Wolf, but blondes are... The door, Archie. I am unemployed. Confound you, it may be a client, and if it is, and we can uh, extract the fee. You follow me, Archie? I'm already on my way to the door. Mr. Wolf, I've got to see him at once. Well, come in. Thank you. Mr. Wolf, this is. My name is Saunders, Mr. Wolf. We've met before. Yes, I remember. As a matter of fact, you sold me a painting of Michelson. Yes, well, that's why I'm here. It's about Michelson, Mr. Wolf, that I've come. Frankly, I... I think the man's about to go mad. He and his wife have split up and... and uh, I, such a splendid artist, too. A pity. I don't know what to do. He's drinking like a fish. For two weeks I've been letting him live in part of my suite at the Garrison Club, but... Uh, he's just steadily getting worse. I try a hospital. I can't. The publicity. Mr. Wolf, Clay admired you so that time we all had dinner after the painting transaction. I, I thought maybe you could talk to him. Maybe you could get him on his feet again. I'm not a doctor, Mr. Saunders. But I'm sure he'd listen to you. Excuse me a moment, Mr. Saunders. Hello, Wolf speaking. Inspector Kramer. Uh, good evening, Inspector. Got a guy called Lou Saunders at your place. Garrison Club said he'd gone to your place. Yes, he's here. We'll see to it that he doesn't leave until I get there. 
There's hardly do that, Inspector. I have no reason to detain Mr. Saunders. There's plenty of reason. It so happens a woman's just been murdered in his suite. Murdered? Yeah. A Miss Hilda Lundgren. What's happened? Now, will you hold him? Uh, do you know a Miss uh, Hilda Lundgren, Saunders? Hilda Lundgren? I've never heard of her. She seems to have chosen your suite to be murdered in. Oh, I, I'd better get right over there. Mr. Saunders says to tell you he'll be right over, Inspector. Now listen, Wolf. Good day, Inspector. Murdered? Murdered in my suite? Mr. Wolf, you've got to come with me. Uh, Mr. Goodwin will accompany you after the formality of a retainer, Mr. Saunders. Oh, anything you say. Here, here, I'll write a check. Good. Uh, Five hundred. Five hundred? Fine. My friend and assistant, Mr. Goodwin, will go with you. I have great confidence in his ability to bring back every detail of a murder, particularly where a woman's involved. I want to see yeah, come on, yeah, okay, you photographers, picnic's over for tonight. Pick up your stuff and get out of here. Come on, you sound real mean today, Inspector Kramer. Well, if it isn't Nero Wolf's favorite stooge. What are you doing here, Goodwin? I got bored with my knitting. Look, I wasn't asking for humor. I'm Louis Saunders, Inspector. Saunders? Ever seen that woman before? I... Yes. Yes, I believe I have. I can't remember where, but the face looks familiar. Mmm, lovely-looking woman. Blonde and really built. Well, she ought to look familiar. She's one of the cleaning women here at the club. She is? Cleaning? Well, since when have gals like this been reduced to cleaning floors? What's happening to the world? There ought to be a law. Yeah, there is. She was killed with a knife, or haven't you had time to notice? Uh, that's not a knife, Inspector Kramer. That, that's one of Clay's Chinese letter openers. He used... What was that? Well, nothing. Nothing at all. Yes, it is a strange knife. What were you saying, Mr. Saunders? I just, just said that that looked like one of the letter openers belonging to one of my friends. Who is this Clay? Clay Michelson, the artist. You can't possibly think he'd do a thing like this. I think everybody did it until we know otherwise. When were you last up here, Mr. Saunders? Me? Why, just a little while ago. I changed my clothes just before I went to see Mr. Wolf. She wasn't here then? Well, I don't know. I didn't come into this room, just in my part of the suite. Your part? Who occupies this room? Mr. Michelson. He's been staying with me. Strange wound, no blood. What do you think you are, Goodwin, a medical examiner? Oh, but yeah, I... Yeah, 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 the killer probably wiped the blood away. Saunders, have you any idea where your artist friend might have run off to? I haven't seen Clay all afternoon. He spends a lot of time down in the bar. Well, he'd hardly very... sit in a bar if he's killed somebody. But why would he pick on the cleaning woman? Oh, this is no ordinary cleaning woman. Get a load of that figure. Watch he's... it, Goodwin. Watch it. You're liable to stretch your brain. But you're wrong. In spite of everything, Clay's still terribly in love with his wife. He, he, he wouldn't... Oh, uh, hello. Where did you get in? Yeah, who's this? Clay. We're your friends, Lou. They won't serve me any more liquor down at the bar. I gotta find my flask. Mr. Michelson, may I introduce you to Inspector Kramer of the police? Who's this guy, Lou? He's Nero Wolf's assistant. Wolf? Police? Well, what do you all want? Somebody park overtime? Where's my flask? The one with my initials. I just bought it this morning. Mr. Michelson, do you know that somebody was murdered here in your room? Murdered? Why don't you guys go away and joke with somebody else? Where's my flask? You better get hold of yourself. I said there's been a murder. Understand? You serious? Yep. And I wouldn't be surprised if Inspector Kramer here considers you top suspect. Me? With 
They think I did? You better pull yourself together, Clay. Yeah, because I got a lot of questions. Excuse me, the phone. Now, sit down, Mr. Saunders. I'll answer it. Hello? This is Fila. Who is this? This is Inspector Kramer. Hello? Hello? Who is Fila? Anyone know? Well, that's my wife. Your wife? I I want to speak to her. Come back here, Michelson. Let me alone, huh? You're not going anywhere. Now stay back there. You're wrong, Inspector. I am going somewhere. Junior's got a gun. Yes, Inspector. You should be more careful about your gun when you shove people. Now, look, Mr. Michelson. I'll I would see want... Mr. Wolf myself. Stay back, Inspector. You haven't got a chance. We'll nab you before you get a block away. Well, then I'll just jerk these phone wires. <clears throat> and I'll lock the doors. That should hold you long enough. Good night. Yeah, Wolf speaking. Who's Kramer? Me. Clay Michelson may be on his way over there. Hold him until I get there. Hold him? Why? Not more than ten minutes ago, he held me up at the point of a gun. He carries a gun? It was my gun. <laughs> Careless of you, Inspector. <sighs> Goodbye. <laughs> Come in. Mr. Wolf? Yes. My name is Clay Michelson. Yes, I'm rather expecting you. You've got to help me. They think I murdered someone. You shouldn't have run away from the police. I, I've been drinking a lot, but, but I wouldn't murder anyone. Feel it, tell you that. Your wife. Is she the model in that painting of yours I purchased? What difference does that make? I tell you, they're after me for murder. You obviously love your wife deeply at the time you painted her. Oh, here you are, Mr. Wolf. It... Michelson. Clay. Good Lord, man. The police are on their way over here. He came for my help, Mr. Saunders. Oh, I'm glad he did, Mr. Wolf. But we left Inspector Kramer talking from a phone booth. He'll be here any minute. Then we have only a minute to decide why anyone would want to kill a cleaning woman. I didn't kill anybody. She was a beautiful woman, Mr. Wolf. I gathered that, Archie, from your unusual interest in the case. She was stabbed with a letter opener from Mr. Michelson's house. Which might add, Mrs. Michelson, to our suspect list. Vila. You can't suspect Fela. You're very gallant to Michelson. Just how was this beautiful young cleaning woman, this Miss Lundgren, stabbed? Um, in the heart. Her eyes were wide open, pupils dilated with shock. And Details I... later, Archie. Kramer will be here shortly. The moment I would like to know where everyone was. Well, Mr. Saunders was here with us, you remember. I don't know where Mrs. Michelson was, but I could go see her and find out. No, it won't be necessary, Archie. Mr. Magazine, where were you? Me? Why, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I can't seem to remember. It's hardly what we would call helpful. I, I was drunk. Maybe, maybe I went to Fela's. I've been over there lots this week trying to talk to her. I, I must have gone over there. Have you ever seen the murdered woman before? No, I never saw her before in my life. I've seen her before, Mr. Wolf. Indeed, Mr. Saunders. I seem to remember your earlier statement to the contrary. Well, uh, I didn't know her name, but when I saw her, I remembered her. I understand she was quite an alcoholic. Hmm. Unfortunate woman. Beautiful woman. Well, look who's here, Inspector Kramer. Oh, here you are, Michelson. And as usual, you didn't have the courtesy to ring the bell, Inspector. And give you a chance to get this guy out of here? Nothing doing, Wolf. Now, come on. We're going to headquarters. Mr. Wolf, you can't let him take me. I didn't do it. I'm afraid there's not much I can do about it, Mr. Magnuson. Come on. You come along too, Saunders. i got to get a statement from you. Of course. This way. Come on. Very well. All right. All right. 
I just got an angle. Really, Archie? Sure, it's simple. Saunders been going for this beautiful cleaning babe. Clay worms in. Saunders kills her. Perhaps there was jealousy somewhere in this case, Archie. Neil Wolf speaking. Mr. Wolf, this is Fela Michelson. You don't know me, but you once bought a painting from my husband. I've got to see you, Mr. Wolf. You've got to help me. Ah, hmm. This is Michelson. Have some of this delicious beer. Another can, Archie. And now, Mrs. Magnuson, may I ask how you found out there was a murder in the first place? A policeman came to see me. He told me what had happened, that they were looking for Clay. I don't know what to think. He's temperamental, he's jealous, and he's sometimes violent, but I can't imagine anything like this. Not Clay. Maybe some of those friends of his, but... You uh, don't care for your husband's friends? No, they all live off him. They're leeches. Mrs. Magnuson, did your husband come to see you this afternoon? This afternoon? No. Quite positive? Oh, yes. Because that was his alibi for the time of the murder. He said he went to see you. Of course, he was fuzzy, usual effect of alcohol on the brain cells, but... Uh... Uh, Mrs. Michelson, might I be a little indiscreet for a moment? Indiscreet? Have you been seeing some other man? I don't know what you're talking about. Please, Mrs. Michelson, I'm afraid your face gives away more than you tell. I thought we were here to talk about a murder, Mr. Wolf. Indeed, but your husband's jealousy might well fit into that category. Oh, Clay, imagine things. You're a very beautiful woman, Mrs. Michelson. Now, if you will try telling me the truth, perhaps we can accomplish something. But I tell you... Uh... All right. So I thought I was in love with another man. Your husband suspected but didn't know. Hmm? No, Clay didn't know. He wouldn't have given me a divorce anyway. You sound as though you want your husband back. I did, but I didn't even know where he went. Indeed, Mrs. Michelson. Archie informs me that the murdered woman was quite lovely. What are you trying to suggest? You said yourself you wanted your husband back. Yeah, one woman jealous of another, that's always murder. Why, that's stupid. Clay wouldn't play around with a maid. That's stupid. Clay loves me. I'm not jealous of anyone. No one, do you understand? Archie, if you'll see Mrs. Michelson home... Yes, sir. Thank you. I can find my own way. I prefer Archie took you, Mrs. Michelson. You wanted my help, didn't you? I... Uh, thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Michelson. If you will just wait outside for a moment, please. What have you got in mind, Mr. Wolf? Try exercising your own judgment just once, Archie. You mean she's the one who's jealous? Perhaps, Archie. Perhaps she may want us to think she was jealous. Perhaps she actually doesn't want her husband back at all, only to pin a murder on him. Oh. You see, in this case, it would be simpler than divorce. Yeah? Yeah, she might just be trying to get rid of him. She might, Archie. But then she's a woman, so don't count on anything. <laughs> she might even be telling the truth. This is where I live, Mr. Goodwin. Nice. Very nice. I like Greenwich Village. I'm trying to figure out why Mr. Wolf sent you along with me. <laughs> I'm a sucker for beautiful women. <laughs> I wonder. Archie. Huh? Does Mr. Wolf believe me? He hasn't made an official statement yet. Nice furniture and things. You sound like an appraiser or, or someone looking for something. That's because it's November. Mr. Wolf sent you to search my apartment. You could be wrong. I don't... Oh. What's the matter now? Thought you said your husband hadn't been here today. 
He he wasn't. Then what's his flask doing among these papers on the desk? Very prettily decorated with his initials. He was looking for it at the club. Flask? I don't know what it's doing there. Yeah, sure. You're trying to help, Clay. Right into the electric chair. His only alibi was his being here this afternoon, and you said he wasn't. Then what is his flask doing here? He said he just bought it this morning, so he must have been here today. I don't know what you're talking about. Where's your phone? Well, you've got things wrong. I don't know anything about that flask. What? Hey, the lights... Who switched off those lights? Fela, put those lights on. Put on those lights. Oh, Oh, the lights are... Get to the lights. That flask... Gone. That's the first portion of the new adventures of Nero Wolf. More after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, Carl Amari here. During the month of May, log on to ClassicRadioStore.com and digitally download Escape Volume 1, featuring 12 exciting tales of high adventure. Escape Volume 1 is regularly priced at $19.99, but it's yours for half price, only $9.99 this month only. Also on sale during May is The Life of Riley Volume 1, featuring 12 comedy episodes starring William Bendix. The Life of Riley Volume Volume 1 is regularly priced at $19.99, but it's yours for half price, only $9.99, via digital download this month only. Visit ClassicRadioStore.com and digitally download Escape Volume 1 and The Life of Riley Volume 1 at 50% off their regular price. In June, these two collections will go back to full price, so don't miss them while they're on sale during May. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com to order, and while you're there, download an episode of Suspense starring Cary Grant, absolutely free as our gift to you. That's ClassicRadioStore.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Now back to the new adventures of Nero Wolf. Nero Wolf speaking. Wolf, where's Fila Michelson? Fila, perhaps you might try the lost and found, Inspector. I thought you were interested in Clay Michelson. Well, I let him and Saunders go for the present. They're clean until I get the medical examiner's report. Oh, when will it be ready, by the way? An autopsy takes time, you know that. Where's the Michelson woman? I believe she had a date with Archie. Why do you want her? I'm sure it never dawned on you, Wolf, but this cleaning woman who was killed was some dish. Maybe Mrs. Michelson was the jealous one. Your thinking is beginning to bear an amazing resemblance to Archer's, Inspector. Also, it maybe never dawned on you that Fela Michelson hasn't offered an alibi for the time of the murder. Hmm. You're right, Inspector. Yeah, you are. Come on, Wolf. Quit stalling. Where's Fela Michelson? Hmm? What? Oh, I really don't know, Inspector. But perhaps as a last resort, of course, you might try her home. Good night, Inspector. Ah, uh, inevitable. The moment I'm comfortable. Come in. Mr. Wolf. Oh, thank heavens you're here. I always am. Where's Mr. Goodman? I don't understand how it happened. I swear I don't. What happened? I haven't got any idea how it got there. Got where? Calm down, Mrs. Michelson. I... Uh, now, just what got where? Clay's new flask. Your assistant, Archie, he... 
He came home with me, and that new initial flask was there. He thinks Clay was there this afternoon, and that I'm trying to frame him or something. Oh, here you are. She's here, therefore. This is our gal, Mr. Wolf. She's been lying right down the line. I tell you, Clay wasn't there. Then why did you give me this clout on the head and grab the evidence and run? I didn't. I didn't hit you. I ran, but I didn't hit you. And I didn't take that flask either. Oh, next thing she'll say, there wasn't any flask. Stop gaping at Mrs. Michelson, Archie, and open the door. Yeah, sure. Well, Mr. Wolf, they let Clay and me go for the... Fila, what are you doing here? After your visit this afternoon, Mr. Saunders, she decided to come down and see me. After my visit? What, what makes you think I was at Fila's? It was Mr. Saunders, not your husband, who came to visit you this afternoon, wasn't it, Mrs. Michelson? I... I don't have anything to do with Mr. Saunders. Then might I ask where you called him today? I wasn't calling him. I was calling Clay. You told me earlier yourself that you didn't know where Mr. Magazine was. Well, I... All right. So what if it was Mr. Saunders who came this afternoon? As he has for many afternoons. What are you trying to get at, Mr. Wolf? Saunders? He and Feeler? Yes, Archie. Mr. Saunders, the artist's friend and agent, happens to be the one who was making a fool of the artist. But that's all over. I told him. That's what I was talking to Mr. Saunders about this afternoon. I didn't want Clay to know. Clay would never have come back. All right, so it was feeling me. I admit it, but that's not murder. I suggest that it is, Mr. Saunders. I suggest that one of you two murdered the cleaning woman. Whichever one of you carelessly left a whiskey flask in Feeler's apartment. This is murder, Mr. Wolf. Not a joke. Not at all a joke. You see, our cleaning woman was not murdered by the knife found in her body. She was poisoned. Poisoned? Not by the knife? Poisoned. She undoubtedly drank from Michelson's flask while she was working in his room at the garrison club. But she was stabbed. True. However, Miss Lundgren was an alcoholic. Saunders mentioned that, and I checked with the club manager. But how does that prove there was poison in the flask? That she was poisoned? Archie, would you mind repeating your description of the dead Miss London? First, uh, as to the wound. Okay. There was no blood. Someone advanced a fantastic theory about wiping the blood away. And now, Archie, the description of the body of Miss London. I mentioned the fact that her eyes were wide open, the pupils were dilated, and... Hey, dilated pupils? Yes, Archie. The lack of blood had already made me wonder about the entire affair. When you added the dilated pupils... What's special about dilated pupils? In death, that is a common symptom of poison by a certain vegetable drug of considerable potency. But what was the point of stabbing her? The poison did the job. However, the killer later used the letter knife in an effort to deceive the police. However, he unhappily forgot that the dead don't bleed. I think you're guessing, Mr. Wolf. Am I? All I can say is that I was at the pool in the early afternoon. Hmm. You're very certain you were at the club pool and the murder was committed, Mr. Saunders? Certainly. From one until three. Excuse me, please. Wolf speaking. Inspector Kramer, medical examiner's report just came in this minute. And get a load of this wizard. The dame didn't die of stabbing at all. I know. He died of drinking a fatal dose of poison known as deadly nightshade. Look, how do you know that? Inspector, do they know what time she died? Time? The medical examiner says 2.30. Thank you, Inspector. Oh, incidentally, if you care to drop over here, you may pick up the murderer. Goodbye. 
I heard him, Wolf. She died at 2.30. As I told you, I was in the pool at 2.30. Which is exactly how you prove yourself a murderer, Mr. Saunders. Oh, I proved myself... Even the police didn't know what time she died. Until just now. And the body wasn't found until the evening. How did you know she died between 1 and 3? I, I, I didn't know, but... You probably were at the pool at the time. The maid drank the poisoned whiskey. You put in the flask of your friend, Clay Michelson. I tell you, you're crazy. You planned to get rid of Clay, who stood in the way of your marrying Fila. When you came back to your room at three and found that the maid had drunk it instead, you stabbed her with Clay's letter opener to cover up the real cause of the murder and throw suspicion on Clay. Oh, this is nonsense. Ridiculous. And Let's then, when you learned that the woman for whose love you were willing to commit murder was through with you, you took Michelson's new flask to Fela's home, confident that it would be found there. Yes, and then he attacked me and stole that flask again in order to make it look like Fela had done it. Exactly, Archie. Mr. Saunders, the chances are that your fingerprints will be found on that whiskey flask, and they'll be able to trace the poison to wherever you purchased it. The chances oh, are... Oh, no, you don't. Careful now, all of you. Guns bore me, Saunders. Oh, yeah? I'm leaving. You are not... Clay! Clay! Yes, Mrs. Michelson, your husband has been there for some time. Clay, are you all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Well done, Mr. Michelson. I think you proved that an artist's life may indeed be exciting. I have been an awful fool, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Michelson, you might remember for the future that unreasoning and unjustifiable jealousy sometimes creates the very conditions that it fears. You're being very kind to me, Mr. Wolf. How can we ever thank you? By prompt remittance of your check on receipt of my bill in the morning. <laughs> Good day, Mr. and Mrs. Michelson. Good day, Mr. Wolf. Good day. What's the matter, Archie? You look glum. Yeah. I always have the lousiest luck. Meaning? A hectic case with two beautiful dames. Michelson gets one, the undertaker gets the other, and what do I get? Hey, that reminds me. You got a fee. I get paid. <laughs> You have been listening to The New Adventures of Nero Wolf, starring Sidney Greenstreet. Tonight's transcribed story was written by Cheryl Hendricks and based on the famous characters created by Rex Stout. This is an Edwin Fadiman program produced and directed by J. Donald Wilson. In the cast were Larry Dobkin as Archie Goodwin and Betty Lou Gerson, Howard McNear, Dan O'Herlihy, Vic Perrin, and Bill Johnstone. Next week at this same time, Nero Wolf and Archie will bring you The Case of the Beautiful Archer. Don Stanley speaking. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. There's fun and laughs with the chimes later this evening when Ed Gardner stars in Duffy's Tavern. Next, Sam Spade. Later, William Bendix on NBC. And that's the new adventures of Nero Wolf from November 17, 1950, with the case of the careless cleaner starring Sidney Greenstreet. Also in the cast, Betty Lou Gearson, Lawrence Dobkin, Vic Perrin, William Johnstone, and Howard McNear. That was sustained over NBC. In just a moment, we'll tune in to the Jack Benny program, but I want to remind all of our listeners to check out our website, Hollywood360radio.com. 
We have our full podcast there, all kinds of other fun stuff. Just go to Hollywood360radio.com. And, Mike, we have like a Facebook page as well, right? We sure do. Hollywood360 Radio. Hollywood360 Radio. Wow. I don't do Facebook, so. No, but I do post a schedule there each week. So yeah. either you can go to the website, which is Hollywood360radio.com, or go to our Facebook page, Hollywood360radio. Both places you will find our schedule posted. Yeah, and if you do post to us there, Lisa does read all that. And if there's something for me, she will read it to me because I don't go to Facebook. No, I read aloud very yeah. slowly. Too. Yeah. And sorry, Mark Zuckerberg, I'm just not a big Facebook fan. Don't dislike me because I am very, very, uh, likable. I'm a very likable person. You're yeah, but likable. I just don't really care for the Facebook. It has nothing thing. to do with Facebook. It has to do with Carl and technology yeah. and not having an app just at all on his phone. Yeah, I don't have any apps. We just don't see eye to eye, me and app. All right. So it's time for the Jack Benny program. Let's go back to April 29th, 1951. Jack and all his gang, they're broadcasting from Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada on this show. Very funny. Jack plays a slot machine at the Flamingo Hotel and hits the jackpot. Let's do this in part one of the Jack Benny program. The Jack Benny program. From the Nellis Air Force Base, the program starring Jack Benny. With Mary Livingston, Polaris, Rochester, Devastay, and yours truly, Don Wilson. Well, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're broadcasting from Nellis Air Base, right outside of Las Vegas. We wanted to bring you a slot machine, but since we can't, we bring you something else that doesn't pay off. <laughs> and here he is, Jack Benny! Yes, sir! Yes, sir! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking, and Don, isn't it exciting being here at... <laughs> one of those jet planes they have here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there. Look at Don. There goes another one. Well, they certainly fly low. You're not kidding. This morning, I was walking around the field here. One of them came so low, it took my hair off. <laughs> oh, Jack, you're not serious. Yes, I am, Don. Somewhere up in the wild blue yonder is an F-84 with a blonde landing gear. <laughs> But you know, Don, these jet planes amaze me. How how can they go so fast? Oh, it's really quite simple, Jack. Simple? Certainly. You see, on a jet in the air is drawn into the compressor and forced into the combustion chambers, where it mixes with the injected fuel and... Now, do you understand it, Jack? Yes, yes, but I'd never be able to explain it to anybody. I've got a loose pivot to it. <laughs> but, Don, it's not only the planes that amaze me. It's the fellas here. They seem so young, especially the officers. Ah, oh, you're right about that, Jack. In fact, the commanding officer, Colonel Tacon, is one of the youngest full colonels in the Air Force. Oh, I didn't know that, Don. You say, oh, hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. Hi, fellas. How, how do you like it up here, Mary? Oh, that's your line, Don. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
I didn't mean to take it, huh? Well, Mary, instead of Jack asking you, I will. How do you like it up here? You enjoying your visit to the air base? Oh, very much, Don. But I guess I'm old-fashioned. Everything around here is so fast. You're right, Mary. The, the planes here are the fastest in the world. I was talking about the pilots. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Mary, uh, did you meet any of the pilots? Uh, yes, this morning. One of them took me up for a ride in a jet. And as we were speeding along, he asked me for a kiss, then kissed me. Kissed you? Well, didn't you say no? Certainly. But we were traveling faster than sound, and by the time my no caught up with us... Wait a minute, Barry. <laughs> These boys are faster than you are. With the Mary, listen. If yes? you were traveling faster than sound, how could you hear what he asked you? I caught that on the way back. <laughs> Well, now I'm all confused. Oh, uh, Jack, I'm just teasing you. The pilots here are very nice. Yes, they are, Mary. And to show my appreciation for their mm -hmm. hospitality, I brought, I brought along a present for Colonel Tacon. Oh, uh, what'd you get the Colonel, Jack? An electric razor. It's a, it's a real good one. He can't use that. He doesn't shave yet. <laughs> Stop making things up. The colonel's not that young. He's 36. Just three years younger than I am. <laughs> Who was that? The colonel. <laughs> oh, that was the colonel. Yes, that was the colonel. He hates to think he's going to look like you in three short years. <laughs> Now, Mary, Mary, you can stop with that stuff. Sometimes you... Hey, here comes another jet plane. It's coming right for the building. Don, open the window. Got it. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Right through the Venetian blind. <laughs> oh, Jack. Yes, Mary? It's back on your head again, but the part's running from side to side. <laughs> Well, he'll probably come back to straighten it. I'm going to ask him to fly me to Salt Lake City. I have to be there Monday and Tuesday. Oh, hello, Mr. Benny. Oh, hello, Dennis. <laughs> well, Dennis, are you enjoying yourself here at the base? Yeah, but I'm worried. Where's the telephone? I want to call the police. Call the police? Why? Somebody stole the propellers off all the planes. <laughs> What? Dennis, the planes here have no propellers. They're jets. Well, how can anything fly without a propeller? I wouldn't know, but the boys in Phil's band do it all the time. <laughs> oh. Uh, what have you been doing since you arrived, Dennis? Oh, a lot of things. Yesterday I took a boat cruise on Lake Mead. Gee, he was the most beautiful boat I ever saw. What'd you say, Dennis? I said he was the most beautiful boat I ever saw. Dennis, you mean she was the most beautiful boat. You should know that. Well, you'll have to forgive me. My mother only told me about the birds and the bees. <laughs> what? I guess she wanted my father to tell me about boats. <laughs> Dennis, all boats are she's. There are no he's. Then where did the little boats... They build them! They build them! They 
the way, Mr. Benny. Now what? I just saw a picture of you and Mary on the cover of the latest issue of Look Magazine. Oh, our picture's on the cover of Look Magazine? Well, uh-huh. what do you know? I didn't know that was out yet. Where'd you see it, Dennis? It's sticking out of your pocket. <laughs> I must have put on Mary's coat by mistake. She's such a ham, you know? <laughs> and now, fella, all right, break it up. Will you get off of it? Let's knock it off. Damn! Break it up. That's the first portion of the Jack Benny program from 1951. More of Hollywood 360 after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, Carl Amari here for Remind Magazine, America's monthly blast from the past. Each month, Remind Magazine focuses on a pop culture theme from the 1950s to the 1980s, covering a wide spectrum of topics from Marilyn Monroe to Marilyn Manson. In every 50-plus page issue of Remind Magazine, you'll find dozens of puzzles, movie posters, trivia contests, classic comics, crossword puzzles, vintage advertisements for products from days gone by and much more. And every issue features my column, Radio 360, where I focus on a celebrity from Hollywood's golden age and write about his or her radio work. And next to my article is the monthly schedule of the classic radio shows I'll be playing each month, so you'll never miss your favorites. Remind Magazine is available at Barnes & Noble and Walmart stores throughout the country. But because I write for this magazine, I'll let you in on a little secret. You can get Remind Magazine for about 60% less than the newsstand price by ordering it online at remindmagazine.com. Visit RemindMagazine.com and subscribe today. Hi, Carl Amari here. During the month of May, log on to ClassicRadioStore.com and digitally download Escape Volume 1, featuring 12 exciting tales of high adventure. Escape Volume 1 is regularly priced at $19.99, but it's yours for half price, only $9.99 this month only. Also on sale during May is The Life of Riley Volume 1, featuring 12 comedy episodes starring William Bendix. The Life of Riley Volume 1 is regularly priced at $19.99, but it's yours for half price only $9.99 via digital download this month only. Visit ClassicRadioStore.com and digitally download Escape Volume 1 and The Life of Riley Volume 1 at 50% off their regular price. In June, these two collections will go back to full price, so don't miss them while they're on sale during May. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com to order, and while you're there, download an episode of Suspense starring Cary Grant, absolutely free as our gift to you. That's ClassicRadioStore.com. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Next time, it's the conclusion to the Jack Benny program from 1951. Then, it's Escape, radio's greatest series of high adventure. You won't want to miss that. We'll see you next time here on Hollywood 360. 